Welcome to another episode of Radical Being. In today's show, as a holistic wellness and radical integrity coach, I'm talking about going farther on the journey to personal evolution, going farther into radical integrity. I like to offer what I call potentially paradigm-shifting possibilities in these shows. And the first one in today's show is what if moving into radical integrity opens you to a life of alignment, freedom, and flow? What if? Also in today's show, I'm sharing a phrase that I use with coaching clients, the integrity meter which is really a tool for honest self-assessment because honest self-assessment is absolutely at the core of radical integrity and recognizing the moment we leave our integrity once we've decided that that's important because that's really the core question here. How honest do we want to become? How radical are we willing to be? Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Radical Being with yours truly, River Fair. Regular listeners and viewers know that I like to start the show with just a quick reminder that this is a video podcast, which of course is redundant for anyone who's sitting there watching me. But for those who, who are listening on their favorite podcast app, you can find the show's video format on Spotify as well as the show's dedicated website, RadicalBeingPodcast.com. And I do keep recent episodes, not all of them, but the three or four most recent episodes on my personal site, RiverFair.com. Also, if you've tuned in before to this radical little podcast, you know a couple of things that I consider this a show about possibility. Possibility that you can rewrite your entire reality simply by changing the story of your life. And you definitely know this is a podcast about self-awareness. That is really the crux of it, I think. And the, the other thing that you know, having listened or watched me possibly more than once, is that I look through the lens of life as an evolutionary journey. The invitation to evolve personally. And that is sort of separate from this other theme of, I don't want to say it's separate, but it's a step towards this other theme of the show and my work overall, which is radical integrity. And today I want to talk about the integrity meter, sort of how I got to that. There's a little preface before. As I have, I feel like I'm always saying, as I've shared in a previous podcast or my masterclass or video symposium or something, something, whatever. My previous language on my, my own journey, which I've shared bits and pieces of that already. And all that I'll say here in this episode, apologies for the redundancy to regular listeners, but a mysterious healing crisis in 2015, 2016 that put me on a very different journey. 
And my languaging around that was becoming clear. How do I become clear in my body and of my limiting patterns and the energetic field? If that's a belief of yours, it certainly was for me at the time. And becoming clear is really became essentially my path of devotion, whatever it takes to become clear on all levels, ultimately to help others do the same, or at least go as far along that journey as they wish. And out of that, my signature eight-week coaching program was born. More recently, my languaging has morphed to, rather than becoming clear, about integrity, and specifically radical integrity. I, at least in terms of what my coaching work is these days, I consider myself a radical integrity and holistic wellness coach. A simplification, but it works. At least it gives people a general sense of radical integrity. The So as I said at the outset, I look through the lens that life is an invitation to evolve personally. It's not a requirement. It's an invitation. Although... <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to do a show on forced evolution, as I call it, where life says, well, actually, you are going to evolve. (laughs) The forced evolution journey, boy. This saying yes to or being willing to evolve, because as I have shared multiple places before, the key difference between us and the caterpillar. Well, there are noticeable differences, of course, but the primary one that I'm always talking about is the caterpillar doesn't have a lot of say in its metamorphosis. It's just going to melt down to that sticky matrix of goo and become its destiny of the beautiful butterfly. Whereas humans, most of us are saying no, actively no to that journey. Everyone's in no, pretty much. How do we get to yes? Yes is the place of healing and transformation and expansion It's also the place of risk and growth. And most people are pretty actively avoiding that, seeking security instead. That's not where I'm going today. I've touched on that in previous shows, and we'll find our way back to that again in the future, I'm sure. But this willingness to evolve, and a couple shows ago, I did a show, Willing to Evolve, talking about this exact thing, our willingness. Are we willing? Beyond this evolutionary journey, I would say, which is a dramatic metamorphosis once we start to say yes to that, a a process really that might take years of evolving from that provisional ego-bound version one social identity self, as again, I've touched on in previous shows, to that much more authentic, radical, luminous, switched on being who we might not even have a full sense of yet, what is that? What could that be? But some part of us is moving in that direction, or maybe we're getting a forced evolution in that direction. And that, speaking from my own experience, is a journey or a process that that takes years. Small little adjustments or even radical ones, it's, it's a long journey. Above and beyond that, I would say, is this sort of like the icing on the cake, (laughs) is the decision to move into radical integrity. And 
again, repeating from early shows, particularly show one and two, you can move into this evolutionary journey willingly saying, yes, okay, yes, and still not go anywhere near a sense of personal integrity. Other, other than I, I do think there's some integrity naturally playing out there. Yes, I'm, I'm willing to evolve into this more perhaps soulful, if that's a word that lands with you or uncompromised. I typically define soul now as simply that the most authentic part of us that is uncompromised or unburdened by the the conditioning of family and society and culture in a nutshell. And so there is, I think, certainly an integrity of being willing to become that. And beyond that, perhaps there's a place where we reach the point where we make the decision or somehow it becomes important that we're embodying personal integrity. For me, it wasn't that long ago that even though I'd been on this very devotional journey to become clear and even adopting that language of integrity, the devotional journey to move into personal integrity on all levels of being. But I upped the ante, so to speak, around the beginning of, in fact, it was the, the very beginning of 2023. I don't really do New Year's resolutions, uh, but... It, consider it sort of along that line. When I basically took an oath, made the commitment to be in total integrity at all times, on all levels. And that includes everything from food and being honest about my patterns and lifestyle and wellness and finances and, and honesty. Honesty is really a key, I've touched on that before, and it is a key factor of integrity. So the commitment to be in total integrity is also, for me at least, the commitment to be in total honesty at all times. No lies, not even little white social lies, the convenient little white social lies. Oh, what can that hurt? Just a little lie. I'm so glad to see you when we're not. <laughs> or little embellishments. That's not for me total integrity. That's pretty radical to be the commitment, total integrity. And I would never even imagine that one of my clients would necessarily go that far. Just the journey to move towards integrity in our overall life is, is radical enough beyond saying yes to this evolutionary journey. I will just sort of reflect back to that very first show of let's get radical. Some part of you might be like, well, why on earth would I, would I do that? <laughs> why would I make that kind of commitment to integrity? And fair enough question. The world is overall not in integrity, or at least it's very easy to have that perception of it, It'd be a common perception. You don't have to look very far to see hmm, noticeable people who haven't a shred of integrity and they're apparently really okay with that. So why would you consider integrity or take that on, on all levels of being? What I say to that is that when you do so, your life becomes one of alignment and flow. There's some overlap there. Freedom. 
And as I've said before, and I'll tack it on here too, potentially magic. Not in a Harry Potter sort of way, but I, I simply think of magic as a higher functioning of reality. That includes all sorts of things like serendipity and synchronicity and million to one chances and the sort of things that are just regular for me in my life. I don't even sort of think of that. Well, of, of course that happened, even though I didn't try to make it happen. It just sort of magically appeared. Beautiful. Thank you. And yet I, I know that that is the direct, from my own experience, outcome of being in alignment, being in integrity, all this work to become clear, to be in integrity. It was earlier this year, and I was coaching someone who was uh, two people kind of similar. And I used the same phrase for the first time out of the blue that week. Like, I don't know where that came from, sort of dropped in from the quantum field and very different circumstances that they were navigating. But what I heard myself saying, the first one saying, you know, the integrity meter, and that was the new phrase right there, the integrity meter isn't set, it's variable. And what might be really in, in integrity for us one day might not be what's actually in integrity for us the next day. And this, so another little side note there, of course, people who are working with me in the eight-week program, integrity is, is the lens we're looking through. And we're from the outset of various masterclasses, the module one with belief and moving towards what does it mean to look through the lens of integrity and starting to a decide that's important and b once you start looking through that lens recognizing say this repeatedly the, the one of the most important things we can do on that journey to i would say self actualization and certainly personal authenticity radical integrity is recognizing the moment we leave our integrity and Usually that happens, almost always that happens. We're sort of off center or we're very off center. And usually that's when we're emotional or tired or stressed or navigating some big emotions and grief, maybe, maybe all of the above. But we've lost our integrity there. We've, we've veered out of that zone. And recognizing that is key. That's awareness, really. And this is a show on self-awareness. I say awareness is like the golden key ring that holds all of the other keys. There's lots of useful keys, tools that I give people, but and, and throughout this show, but you have to have some level of awareness for most of those to work. So the awareness, wow, yeah, okay, I'm totally out of integrity here, but I'll get back in the boat. That's another previous show, get back in the boat. So this integrity meter and the, the back to that client. And I said, you know, there may be days, what I'll say, that client was navigating some very big grief, grief, epic grief. You know, someday, the thing that feels most in integrity might be actually to get back in bed, <laughs> and just be with your grief. And the next day, Maybe that's not actually what's most integrity. What feels most in integrity is I'm going to get up and I'm going to engage and I'm going to call a friend and I'm going to go out and I'm going to get out of the house. But it's, it is variable and it's, it's not set. Very different circumstances for the other client, both of these two women in the same week, but same analogy. Well, you have to, or the invitation 
don't have to do anything, but the invitation is sort of like that internal temperature check. <laughs> What's the internal barometer here? What actually feels most in integrity? And that's really an honest self-assessment. Some level of, to be anywhere near integrity, some level of self-honesty is required. Okay, what's, because our mind and our patterns are going to always want to give us the easy way out or our depression. I, having suffered for most of my life with severe depression, can really empathize what that's like to be in the swamp, to be in the place where your depression has completely pulled you down. And you, right, what's most in integrity? Not that that would be a word you were using, but yeah, what I'm most going to do is just stay here on the couch rather than I'm going to get up and I'm going to go for a walk, whatever that is. This, yeah, the weight of our patterns and the, the voices and our familiar inertia, a rigorous self-honesty here. Yeah, it's actually staying on the couch here in my misery isn't what's most in integrity. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a counterpose here. I'm going to do the opposite, even though that takes a tremendous amount of will. And maybe sometimes I don't have that will. Okay. Honest self-assessment. Where is the integrity meter? I would say that's a question for just a good guideline for life. Again, of course, there are well-known people who don't care about integrity at all, and that's really clear, and apparently they're really okay with that. But for others of us, right, what sort of as a guideline for life, what is my personal integrity meter? My personal integrity meter is to be in total integrity at all times. And that you know, is a pretty radical being willing to say no to things that most other people would say, well, okay, no, I'm not going to compromise there. Here, what's in total integrity here? And sometimes it's a gray area. And it's, and it does, it just varies. Another example, just for myself, back around the time when I started using this phrase for the first time, and uh, was giving an example to another client, I said, it was late winter. And, um, that week, earlier in the week, there had been a day when I felt really tired. And granted, it's winter, and that's not my favorite time of the year. I'm constantly reframing to get through winter, <laughs> focusing on the moment, reframing my entire life around gratitude to get through winter, which, yeah, not my favorite season. And But I had been feeling really tired, particular day, and Part of me is I just think I'll lie down on the couch and take a nap. I have all these other things yet to do today, but I'm so tired. I'm just going to take a nap. And I sat with that for a minute and just sort of tuned in. Nap sounded really good. <laughs> I thought, am I really tired? Uh, am I deficient on something? Not likely. I like the world's healthiest diet and supplement and everything else and take very good care of myself. And I thought, this feels maybe a little bit more like the blues, I was navigating some disappointments and some other ongoing journey. Oh, I'd hoped this would happen and it didn't. Okay, so I'm navigating some disappointment around that, trying to let that go, that the human journey. And I tuned in and I thought, actually, what's most in integrity is not to go to the couch, tempting as that sounds, and take a little, just a power nap. My mind was justifying. We could just take a quick power nap and What's most in integrity would be to go to the garage and get on the treadmill and do a workout. And that's what I did. But a couple of days later, 
it was a full week. Again, feeling similar, like, wow, I am really tired. What is this? Is this like earlier in the week, you know, touch of the blues, winter blah, just or taking that sort of internal temperature again. And and I really searched it honestly within myself. I I am really tired. I am genuinely tired. Despite this high level of wellness that I live within my life, I am genuinely tired. It's been a very full week. And what's most in integrity is actually to go to that couch and take a nap, not to push myself further and do a workout. So just examples there of how that, when we have the idea of the integrity meter, where is that? And it's going to change daily. It's going to change seasonally. It's going to change what level of wellness we have in our life overall and our what age we are in our life and all these factors that you know we are not a set we're a living system <laughs> a combination a beautiful combination of living systems so just like homeostasis i think is a misnomer if you were actually in homeostasis you'd be dead it's more like homeodynamism or homeodynamism however we want to say that but sort of this ongoing potential mini corrections and 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 ad adjustments at all times to keep you in this in a certain zone where we're fun functioning optimally the integrity meter just a lot more this is a much more maybe subtle example of like our patterns in mind and what's in integrity i i routinely go pretty much as a it is a rule, but essentially, as I think about it, like I don't, I don't ever deviate from that. I always go 12 hours between my last meal and first meal of the day. Always a 12 hour. It's a full sort of reset, lets your body completely reset. And intermittent fasting, that's a first step towards that. That's something that I, that I do work with people in the coaching program when we're moving towards how do we regenerate body and brain and intermittent fasting is a very useful thing. It sw switches on all kinds of key pathways that actually we want for regenerating. I think of it as a more advanced strategy. So as people wade in deeper, I say, okay, well, here's another thing that we can add in. And the longer you extend that window, I'm not going to get into the details of intermittent fasting here in today's show and keep to the integrity meter, but the more beneficial pathways essentially and processes we switch on. So generally, so I always go 12 hours and generally Monday through Friday, I extend that not eating window or I could look at it the other way. I shrink the window within which I do eat meals to 14 or sometimes 15 hours. And the, just the other morning, I had gotten up my early in my usual way. In summertime, I usually do my workout and all that before breakfast because the garage isn't freezing <laughs> back to winter. And I already gone 12 hours and done my workout and my yoga routine. And, and I was sitting at the counter thinking, I would kind of like to have my matcha latte now, which is usually how I break that fast almond milk matcha latte. Matcha is basically rocket fuel for your brain, but I, I won't go down that path. And my my mind kicked in with all sorts of justifications. You've already gone 12 hours without eating. And you've already done a workout before your first meal of the day and your yoga. And 
And arguably, there's no transgression there. I'm in total integrity at 12 hours and I've done a workout before breakfast. I could easily just say, yeah, I'm having my matcha latte early today. And there was a waffle moment there, sort of checking in the integrity meter. Like, yeah, I definitely would not be out of integrity to <laughs> break my fast with my matcha almond milk latte after 12 hours in a workout. And yet, I know that by going to 14 or 15 hours, I switch on even more good stuff. More good stuff happens for me. And okay, here's the moment. I'm just going to stick with devotion, a little discipline here, and even just go one more hour. And then I can choose if I'm going to go yet another hour beyond that, which is often what happens. I say, just go another hour, River. Okay, go another hour. And, then, and pretty soon I'm at that 14, 15, 16 hour mark. But Integrity meter. When you're already in integrity, it's wow. Then it's that's a nice place to be. You're not even going to consider a choice that takes you out of integrity. And yet, for most of us, that's a journey beyond the metamorphosis of personal evolution to decide that integrity has value. I will tell you flat out. Beyond the evolution of becoming your more authentic self, your entire life changes on a lot of different levels from friendship and family to work to everything else. When you make the commitment to radical integrity, wow, this, this work that I've been doing, that's, that's not me anymore. That's not integrity to keep sort of selling myself to that job. I need to find something else or it's time to let go of this group of old dear friends or there's a lot that is involved with that, this idea of integrity and radical integrity, as I've said in early shows, haven't said it in a while, or vibrant integrity, sort of integrity on all levels of our lifestyle and well-being and diet and lifestyle medicine is something I talk about there. Our relationships with our partner, family, the level of honesty that we are willing to embrace and potentially commit to, right? that's a journey. And your life will change radically for the better, the more that you embrace that freedom, alignment, flow, magic. Integrity meter, something to think about. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Radical Thoughts. Radical being, radical integrity with River Fair. You can rate and follow the show anywhere that you listen to podcasts. I love to receive comments and or questions. You can send me messages via the site's there's contact form on the show's dedicated site. Again, radicalbeingpodcast.com. Ratings and reviews are like gold in the podcast universe. So I please and thank you. Those are welcome. They encourage potential listeners to tune into the show and perhaps then start following along. I thank you for tuning in. I was hoping you have a lovely afternoon, evening, whenever it is that you're joining me. Shows come out every two weeks and perhaps you'll join me for the next episode. Until then, be well and be radical. <laughs>